back, guys. This is The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We're about to get into our 20 million movement Bible study. 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. Pretty good. It is. It's amazing. Mm. All right. Also, mm-hmm. if you'd like to send in a question for the day, yes, do that. Or... If you would like to, uh, if you would like to, just comment on what we're talking about. Do that as well. Let us know. Absolutely. Give us a call. Send us a text message. We love hearing from you guys. Oh. Okay, so oh, there you go. Well, somebody just Perfect. sent through. Somebody just sent through a question for question that's, of the that's day. That's what we like. So, um, yeah. And even if you send one in now, we can do it later in the week. You know, that's right. We don't, we don't. We don't mind putting getting a bit of a backlog. We need to. Uh, we need to have a, a good supply of questions of questions of the day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, we did have somebody who texted in, and it says, "No one can put themselves right with God, no matter what belief you have." Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You cannot put your, yourself right with God. You can have the true. You can have true beliefs. You can have wrong beliefs, but you cannot put yourself right with God. Mm. Um, only God can put man right with Himself. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, mm. we agree one hundred percent. Scripture will not do it alone. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay, guys, on the money. And then there's this point where I have a little bit of a disagreement with. Oh, what is it? Why? Okay, so, so controversy. Um, if the person is listening. <laughs> Um, here it comes. God will have mercy on those which he chooses. That does – look, I can understand where that's coming from though because yes. the Bible does say I will have mercy on those I will have mercy. Oh, absolutely. Which is very much like a – No question. God, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about John 3.16? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say – For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever yeah. believes in him – Yeah. Will not perish. Yeah. There's a whosoever in there, isn't there? Yeah. Okay. So this particular individual might then, and, and, and I have no idea because, you know, we're not on the, on, on the phone right now, mm. might then come back and say that if you go down that path, you know, whosoever believes in him, then you're saying that, that your belief merits something towards salvation. Your belief oh, does something I've had to save say you. To and so therefore, the first line here, no one can put themselves right with God and only God can put man right with himself, is null and void if your belief mm. has some involvement in that. I've heard this before. Okay, so I've this is this is new this Calvinism way. right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's making a very, very strong comeback in our world right now. Um, Interesting. It is. It is. So, wh- so, how, so how, how do we how do we answer that? I was going to say, what do you say to that, Lyle? Okay, so I agree one hundred percent with the mm. first sen- sentence. Uh, no one can put themselves right with God, no matter what they believe. Mm. All right. I agree with the second sentence. Only God can put man right with Himself. Mm-hmm. And I also agree with John three sixteen that whosoever <laughs> believes in Him, whosoever believes in Him, will have it will not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And so you argue that I believe in all three of those. Yeah. And here's how it works. And I've talked about this a little bit before, um, but I've sort of, it's it's been a little bit of a theme that I've sort of been working on recently because, yeah, I I had some new insights. Mm. Had some new insights. Your belief in God does not come from you. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the key. Yeah. It's a hundred percent God. Mm. And so God reaches out to everyone and he extends his grace to everyone mm. so that we can choose. Yep. Okay, so the power to choose is by God's extended grace to us. Yeah, so it's God's grace anyway. That's right. So it, it, is, yeah. it is sola dea gloria, yes. glory to God alone, nobody else. Yeah. There is nobody else involved in this. Mm. It is not me uh, meriting something or doing something that merits salvation by believing. It is God giving his grace to me so that I actually have the power to do that. Yeah, and that's what today's Bible study is really kind of all about. Awesome. You see, the problem is this. Here's the challenge: if you don't believe in prevenient grace, in other words, God's extended grace towards us, then you have a God who never gives the power of choice. He chooses, Ooh. not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so if God chooses and not you, when you think about this, love does not, that actually eradicates love. Love does not exist. Yeah. It completely and totally, it does not exist. And that changes so much. You cannot have love. It's impossible. Sorry, I butted in. It is impossible to have love without the power of choice. Mm. It's impossible to even have a hint of love without the power of choice. Mm. I think about this for a moment. So my computer is very, very fancy. It does amazing things. <laughs> right? It can even talk to me. It can even tell me it loves me. Does my computer love me? No. Why does it tell me it loves me? Because you're asking it. <laughs> okay. Only because I programmed it to do. Yep. So yep. it has no choice in that matter. Yep. The only way my computer could actually love me Right? I mean, you think about this. The only way my computer could actually love me is if it could choose not to love me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And let's say then that my computer chooses not to love me. And let's say it has the power of choice. It chooses not to love me. Love still exists. Mm. And because it has chosen not to love me, it is totally depraved. And because it is totally depraved, it can do nothing to come back to salvation. So what then if I extend my grace towards my computer? Then it can. Then it can. Not by my computer's power, Mm. but by what I've done for it. Mm. You see? Yeah. (laughs) It is the power of choice that creates the existence of love. Yeah. Okay, so if you go down the Calvinist path, and God never gave you the power of choice. God just chooses who he's going to save and who is lost. Love does not exist, plain and simple. Uh, that then means that there is a limited atonement, very, very limited, because Jesus was able to you know, count, oh, you know, I'm going to die for X amount of people. Is that going to be worth it? Yeah, that'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the love's gone out of it because now... It's a business deal. Salvation becomes a business deal mm. rather than lo- an act of love. And it becomes about convenience too, which if we see Jesus again and again, when he loves people, he will sometimes go out very out of his way to be inconvenienced. Like you know, right. If we look at you know First Corinthians 13, which is where I'm like, if you're wondering what love is, read that chapter and then read Jesus' life. 
Like it just goes. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know? uh-huh, uh, like uh-huh. you've got a nice clear picture, and you know that's the whole thing. It love doesn't seek its own. Like love isn't about like okay, it's is it worth it love. for me? Like, like you said, business deal. It's like, well, what do I get out of it? If it's enough, if I have enough profit from this choice I'm making, then it's worth it. But the nature of love, the Bible tells us that it, that it's not how love is. Like it just isn't. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So um, let's let's. Let's 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 think about this from a a business deal perspective. Uh, uh, well, we'll, well, we'll we'll in a second. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so we've got some people texting in. We've got some uh, comments coming through. We've got some uh, questions of the day coming through. If you'd like to uh, share your comments or questions of the day, then then, then please do so. Um, let, let's come back to this issue of a business deal. Uh, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about right here. So I've got two sons. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who have children, you'll know that when your first child comes along, it's a very steep learning curve and you're starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. And so then you go to have your second child. It's like, okay, we've pretty much kind of got this sorted. We know how to deal with children. Um, we've, we've had one already. And so the second one comes along and suddenly you find that you are starting from scratch. <laughs> They are so vastly different from each other and it's like, yep, start all over again. (laughs) So my first child was very, very motivated by discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, If he did the wrong thing and you disciplined him, he would be motivated to do the right thing. My second child would consider the discipline (laughs) and go, okay, it's going to cost me this and that's going to be painful and it's going to be worth it. Yeah, because <laughs> I still want to do the thing I want to do. Exactly. Mm. And if there is a limited atonement and God is choosing who is saved and who is lost, then God is doing a business deal where God is sitting down and saying, it's going to cost me pain, but there's enough people being saved to make it worthwhile. Mm. That is not love. Do you know how crazy that is, though? The fact that God goes, even if there was no one, it would still be worth it just in case. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. Like. Fully. Like. Fully. That is the love of God. <laughs> yeah. That is the love of God. Yeah. Okay, now here's another, here's another interesting point. If God chooses and not us, when you think about this, every human being that is here on this earth is be- here because God has created that human being. So then, what you've got is God creating billions of people so that He can condemn them. Yeah, which is so. That's the purpose for creation, creating billions of people. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst kind of sadist you can possibly imagine. And so, there's a subtle difference here. Mm. There's a very, very subtle difference. But once you start down two different paths, those paths start to get further and further and further and further away. Mm. You remove the power of choice and suddenly you've got a God who is a miserable sadist and who nobody wants to have anything to do with. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, you've got a God who extends his grace to us so that we can choose by the power of his grace. Mm. Fully. And that's a God of love. That's a God I can serve. I can't serve a God who doesn't give the power of choice. Mm. I have no interest in serving that kind of God. And if that kind of God is actually who God is, then I don't want a bar of it. Mm. 
I want to serve a God of love. Yeah. And, if, and a God of love only gives me one choice, and that is to, to be a God with the power of choice. And that's if, if God was like that, you wouldn't even have the option to say that, right? Because you've been in ministry for many years now. Yes. But if God was God who, no, you are going to be saved, you are going to do that, you don't even have the choice to walk away. No, you know that's I mean? right. Like, that's right. Absolutely. That because, despite how much life you have or haven't given to this, uh huh, it's not, you're in, you're in. That's it. That's it. Even if you never do leave And I've that. had people I've had people tell me, well, you know, you can you can stop serving God and you'll lose the joy of salvation, but you can never lose salvation. Mm, is this like a once saved always saved? Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well if God if, if you have no choice in salvation, then of course it's once saved, always saved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the whole conversion experience is not so much about receiving salvation, it's receiving the knowledge of salvation. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so when you when you you know go down to the altar, give your life to God, whatever it might be, uh, and the joy that you experience on that occasion, that's not because you received salvation that day. Yeah. For somebody who takes this view, that's because you found out you were saved that day. Mm. I got to tell you, that leaves me empty. Mm. It falls flat. You know, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I didn't just learn I was saved that day. I received the gift of salvation. Mm, mm. You know, that was that was God there extending his free gift to me and then extending to me the power to be able to receive that gift and the power to be able to make that choice. And because he gave me the power to make that choice, I made that choice. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without his power. It's all his power. Yeah. It's 100% glory to God. Mm. And I just think, like, even on a human level, we know that there are people you let walk out of your life, right? Like, I mean... <laughs> True love. Of, yeah. True love yeah. lets that happen. Yeah. Like, I know so many friends who, you know, like, were dating someone or even married someone. And, you know, like, their life happens. Sometimes things aren't ideal. You know, maybe people could work things out. But, um, you know, someone wants to leave and it hurt them so much. But it was like, right... They want to go. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, we're going to stay together. We're going to – no. You don't – because it's never going to work like that. If the person wants to say, it'll work. But you're never going to be like, you, we'll do this. And when that happens, we look at it and go, man, this is abusive and toxic and controlling. Like as humans, we look at that and say, this is healthy. Absolutely. So if we then say, oh, no, but God is loving, but he does that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, this This is a really good illustration you've just brought up. But you, you know what I'm saying, right? Okay. We know people who try and control the behavior of their spouse. Absolutely. And they will profess just absolute blind, passionate love for their spouse mm-hmm. and yet try and control the behavior of their spouse. And then when their spouse is becoming suffocated by the control and tries to leave, they will try and manipulate or do whatever it can in extreme circumstances, incarcerate mm-hmm. their spouse like no, you will not leave because I love you. Yeah. Do they love them? No. We. It's like that's abuse. You're going to jail for that. Mm. You know. We understand that. It's like toxic, abusive, uh, from a person who has a you know a, a, a personality disorder that, mm. that needs to be you know treated. They need some. They need treatment to get that sorted out. Um, are we saying that God has that kind of personality disorder? <laughs> You know, no, you won't leave me. Mm. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. 
You are incarcerated mm. in salvation. You are incarcerated in heaven. Yeah. Oh, nah. Don't want a bar of it. Nah. This is not God. Yeah. This is not what the Bible teaches. This is not what you find in Genesis chapter 3, mm. which is our passage for today. We probably should read it. <laughs> All right. But I did get that message and I did think it was uh, it was worth ke- commenting on because, um, you know, we can start in a – in a, um, and, you know, the person who sent this message through, I, I, I'm quite sure that you know, you change one small word in a message, and how many million times have you and I ever done that? You know, you change one small word, and the meaning of the whole the whole thing changes. changes yeah. um, and it's like, oops, I, I'm not I'm not trying to you know say that this person has you know presented any particular position here that I'm either for or against, but it highlights what today's Bible study is about. Just in the way that this particular one was worded, and so I took the wording to task. Not yeah. the person, the wording. <laughs> the wording. We love yeah. you guys. Yeah, we'll give you all the uh, the very big benefit of the doubt because I'm sure you know. So many, how many times have you had a conversation like, yeah, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I meant it like this and this. You know, we've all been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Where are we up to? So uh, Genesis chapter three. Mm-hmm. Let's read. Let's start in verse one. I'm actually just really quick. I know we don't often pray on the radio, but I just this morning I was a bit convicted. I was like, man, when I open the Bible when I'm at home, I pray before I start. So yes. I'm just going to have a little quick prayer. <laughs> Absolutely. We always have a prayer, by the way, before yes, we get before started we, yes. with the show. Which is normally not on radio. It's gone to air once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Mics have been left on live. Um, you get to hear it's us not pray. not a bad thing to hear. No, that's right. But many pray for us. I'm going to say a quick prayer. All right, Papa, Lord God, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to um, open your word. And I just ask that you reveal to us your hearts and more of who you are and something about ourselves too. Thank you for goodness and hearing our prayers. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, verse 1, chapter 3. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Okay, let's stop there. Mm. Um, quick text just came through, Minnie. We're mm-hmm. talking about clarifications. Uh-huh. Yes, someone wanted to clarify your statement. Jesus would not have died if no one had fallen. Ooh. Somebody had to sin yeah, for yeah, Jesus yeah, to yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good catch right it's there. true, yeah. Yeah, good catch. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so we love to hear from our listeners and the messages are coming in. Somebody said, um, I've only just tuned in, but if we say as a church that Jesus ultimately comes back and kills all the wicked, then that's not free will. I- I'm going to dispute that. Um, so person who just texted in, forgive me for disputing it, but let me dispute this. Let's Okay, so we've got COVID right now, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that COVID was 100% fatal. Mm-hmm. And let's say that the government came up with a vaccine that was 100% effective. And let's say that the government said, it's entirely your choice whether you take the vaccine or not. Do you have free will? Yes. Absolutely. You have free will because you can choose to live mm. or you can choose to die. Now, somebody might say, well, you don't have a whole lot of free will because who wants to die? Well, actually, sadly, a lot of people. Mm. And it's exactly the same with God. Sin came in. Sin is 100% lethal. It will 100% kill you. 
Uh, this is what we read in our passage right here. Uh, don't touch the fruit or you will die. The wages of sin is death. All the time, never is anything else. Yeah. And that's because it's an infectious disease that will um, just ruin everybody's life for eternity if they live for eternity. So the only way that you can deal with it is for the sinner to die. Mm. Jesus came, he gave his blood on Calvary, and that blood became a 100% cure vaccine. Yeah. And so now you have a choice. By Jesus dying on Calvary, he's given you a choice. You can choose life or you can choose death. Now, uh, choosing death might not seem like much of a choice, but the sad reality is there are many who choose it. Mm. The fact is that just because the wages of sin is death, that does not take away free choice. It certainly leans towards giving your life to Jesus Christ. Very, very, very powerfully and very, very strongly. But it doesn't take away free choice. Mm. Okay, so let's uh, the text message continue. That's a good comment, though. Yeah, it's a very good comment. Really, really glad that one came through. Uh, Let's see what comes through next. Anyway, uh, where did we get up to in our passage? So we just talked about uh, you must not eat it or even touch it. This is what Eve is saying. God said. Okay, so why did why did God even make the that make the tree in the garden? Make the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Why not just leave it out? Yeah, I mean, if God had left it. So God's created a perfect world. Um, you read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. The words there are all like good, perfect, wonderful, amazing. You know, these are the kind of words you get in Genesis 1 and 2. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing negative in the first two chapters no. of the Bible. Yeah. And then after that, there's kind of nothing positive. <laughs> uh, so God has made this perfect world. Why put the possibility of sin. Why did you leave it out? Well, I think it's exactly what we're talking about, right? It's about the choice. Because of, cor- of course God wants this perfect world to continue and to have this relationship with these people, but do they really trust him if there's no option not to? This because is, because yeah, that's right. Satan is very real. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make Satan not real by you saying he's not there. Like, that's, like if he just says to them, hey, there is something evil, but I'm just you're never going to, you know, like... I'm not explaining this very well. But if he's like, I need you to trust me. I will never let you choose. Yeah. I will never let him come here so that you can choose. Yeah. Then you're a robot. Yeah. If you're a robot that love doesn't exist. Yeah. Did God make the test hard for Adam and Eve? Nah, they had so many options. (laughs) They had literally every other option in this completely perfect world. And they would, it was just the one. It's just this one tree. Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't actually say you can't eat. He just said, if you do, you will die. And that's on the entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think about the world back then. If the world back then is like the world will be where there's no great oceans, mm. that's a lot of land mass. Yeah. There's only two people, so they haven't really gone out and done any logging yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of trees. And out of all those, there's just one. Yep. God couldn't have really made it any easier, could he? No. Yeah. Okay, somebody texting. My eldest daughter was around five or six. She was about to drown in a deep river hole. I dragged her up by her hair. Um, same daughter, about to get hit by a tramp, pulled her back by her hair. Wow, yeah, yeah. Go, Dad. Yeah, this is what absolutely. dads are for. For sure. This is what dads are for. A friend of mine, um, we were uh, collecting uh, Hugh and Pine many, many years ago when I was a teenager in the Gordon River, and a friend of mine uh, tripped and fell 
into the river and he fell into a spot between two rocks where he got jammed between two rocks oh. where the water was coming down, over, curving over the top and so the water pressure had him completely pinned. And, Isn't it terrifying? Oh, absolutely. He saw his life go before his eyes. Oy. He saw the whole thing. And uh, he was like, yep, that's it. And so my dad was able to jump down with a foot on, the, on either rock on either side, you see. Yeah. Wedging his feet either side, and he's like, well, "What do I grab?" So he reaches down to grab his hair because uh-huh. he's like, "That's all there is. He's going to have to come up by his hair. Going to be a lot of water pressure there. It's going to hurt. Better than dying, though." Absolutely. And uh, at that particular time, he just saw the guy was just creeping his fingers up the rock. He couldn't lift his arm, but he could just creep his fingers up. The rock. He saw some fingers. He grabbed those fingers. He hauled Yanked on him. it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Norm Bird came up out of the river. <laughs> what is a ghost? Yeah. I'll never forget that. Ah, uh, yeah, adventurous times. Okay, um, so this is the important thing. God places that uh, tree there in the Garden of Eden so that the power of choice exists mm. like, because God is love. But like you said, he couldn't have made it easier not to do. So, you know, it wasn't That's like right. there was only two trees and it's like one or the other and it's like, oh, well, I'm, bi- I'm a bit bored. I'd like some variety. This is every kind of tree that existed at the time, every kind of – all the things. And the Bible says, you know, it was it looked good. Yeah. Like the, the, the food God created for them to eat, not this, this tree, but – Somebody else has texted in here to say that, um, you know, according to the Bible, and I think the uh, there's a number of passages in Revelation they've sort of highlighted. The one that I like is, uh, you know, uh, straight is the garret, straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and few mm. there are that find it. The Bible says the majority of the world will not be saved. Mm. That's the sad reality. And we have the power of choice, but the majority of the world will not choose God. You know what that actually means to me, though? That means I'm like, man, if we know Jesus, we have to. I don't mean like shove it down our friends' throats, but we have to share. Absolutely. You know, like if we love people, absolutely. like let's let's give them the hope we have for life. Yes, absolutely. Here's another interesting thought. Um, let me just um, get this one in real quick before we finish up. Let's say that we don't have the power of choice that mm. God chooses. Mm. In that scenario, why did God put the tree in the Garden of Eden? In that scenario, the only way, the only reason he puts that tree in the garden is so that he can condemn and kill people. Mm. The power of choice doesn't exist. If God is the one who chooses, then God chose to put the tree there so that he could condemn people. Heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, it is now time for Question of the Day. Okie dokie. So the question is, um, what does it mean to, in the Bible, to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord? Well, like, what is humility? How do we? we talk and there was, about a, there this? was, a, okay, but yeah, there was okay. also more to that uh, yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the difference between Christian humility, as in like the Bible talking about, you know, like walk humbly, do humbly, whatever, um, and cultural humility, where people just um, go, hey, you know, be humble. All right. Okay. So um, just looking at some definitions because definitions are very helpful here. Mm-hmm. Uh, definition for humility is to have low self-regard. That's one definition. Mm. Another definition is to have a sense of unworthiness. Now, these are both dictionary definitions. They are very different from each other, and yeah. one is cultural and one is religious. Yes. So let's unpack these. Mm. Okay. Minnie, do you have low self-regard? Look, not as much as I should. <laughs> no. Okay. But- okay. Are you a child of God? Yes. Are you of infinite value? Yes. 
then you don't have low self-regard. You have incredibly high self-regard because you are a child of God. You are literally a princess of the universe. Yes. Okay. But do you have a sense of unworthiness? Are you worthy to be a princess of the universe? Well, this is the thing God says I am. I know. Realistically, it doesn't make sense. In and of, your, <laughs> in and of yourself, no, are you? No. In and of yourself, you, you are the complete opposite of that. You are totally worthless in our universe because of sin. Yes. Right? But if God created us, this is the thing, it's or, still that. Yes, okay. All right, no, 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 you keep going, you keep going. Okay, God, all right, God created us, and so there's, there's, there's a sense of worth there. Okay, so this is then what you are worth. God created you. You sinned, so now you have, uh, you're, you're condemned to death, mm. um, and you, have, you are unworthy of God's love. Mm. You're not, you, you're yes, just, it's there. you are just completely yeah. unworthy of God's love. Mm. Did that stop God from loving you? No. No. And this is the difference between cultural humility mm-hmm. and biblical humility. Cultural humility is a person saying, yeah, I'm kind of uh, just a worthless individual. I'm, I'm you know, useless to anybody, useless to society. The uh, world's better off without me, that kind of thing. That's, that's cultural humility. Uh, that's probably an extreme version of cultural mm-hmm. humility. Um, but cultural humility is very down on self. Mm. Biblical humility is very down on the old self. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Recognizing that we are totally unworthy, but we have been purchased by the blood of Christ and we are a child of God. Yes. Now that brings an altogether different sense of humility again because it's now, okay, I am so unworthy and so privileged Mm. to be a child of God. Um, that brings a sense of awe for God. It brings a sense of love for God and a sense of appreciation for God. Mm. And so from that perspective, we see our the worth that God places in us. Not the worth that we place in ourselves, but the worth that God places in us. And so I think this is probably the biggest contrast between um, what you would see in, in, in biblical humility and in cultural humility, and I think because in, in, in biblical sorry, in yeah. biblical humility, you can be totally aware of who you are as a child of God, as a prince or princess of the universe, and yet totally humble at the same time. Mm. Okay, go. You were going to say, I think, or I think we might. Be, oh, okay. I was just going to say that um, with cultural humility, I think there can be an aspect too of oh, don't don't look too good. Like, don't look too good. Don't do too many. Whereas to be humbled, like, by going, yeah, God has done this for me. I am this in his eyes. All glory goes, to God. Yep, yeah, all glory to God. And it means, uh, yeah, I'm going to go try to do the things that I don't really think I'm, I don't want to say incapable, but through God's power you can do it. Yes. That's not I need the attention or I shouldn't want the attention. That's just my, this is what God has called me to do. I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a difference there too. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.